This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Delighted to say that I'm joined on Football CFB today by a player who I absolutely loved watching when, when I was growing up playing the Premier League. He was a player who will be synonymous to Blackburn Rovers fans listening to this, but has also had an incredibly successful career in his native Norway, over 80 caps for his country and a league title to boot as well. That man is Morten Gams Pedersen. Morten, thanks for joining me. No, thank you for uh, being here. The first question I've got for you is is about Blackburn Rovers. I mean, you came through at Tromso, you made your name there, you were playing really good football there. What attracted you to Blackburn Rovers? Uh, first of all, it was a dream to play in the Premier League in England, you know, from from I was like just a small kid, you know, running around in the garden where I was where I was born and everything. But of course, first step in the in my career, was to to play in the on the top level in Norway, and of course, it was a dream. But uh, after some good performance uh, performance uh, for the Tromsø and the national team, then uh, there were some few clubs from the Premier League that uh, uh, was uh, was watching me. And in the end, I think Blackburn was the perfect place to to go to for you know for get time on the pitch. And in terms of um, Tromso, how much did they play in your development before you arrived at Blackburn? Of course, it was a lot. Um, I was doing really well uh, in my hometown. And then I went to Tromso. Of course, when you get the chance to play with better players and you get the chance to develop as a player and I get into the the youth team, the under-21 national team and those kind of things. And get a little bit uh, international experience as well so that helps a lot and uh, yeah when I get into the, to the first team the national team as well then I, I was trying to play against one of the best players you know and then the gap to to fill into the Premier League was smaller but of course it was, it was a big difference from Norway. And when you arrive at Blackburn what was your first impressions of the club and your teammates when you start training with them? <laughs> yeah well, uh, it was almost like black and white and coming from Tromsø and get into a Premier League club, you know, all the facilities and the players and everything. But I just tried to, to keep focus, you know, and uh, and do my best. But uh, of course, you 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 feel you're a little bit nervous and those kind of things because you get big players, you know, two guy and been captain and get like did ever so well in the World Cup and those kind of things. You get Brad Friedel and yeah, uh, but it, it was a very, very big moment for me. When you signed for the club, Graham Souness was the manager. What was it like when when you speak to someone like him, who's a legend of football? <laughs> yeah, first time I spoke to him was actually we played Rosenborg home. The Dean Sounders and uh, him came up to to watch me play, and uh, we did really well. We beat them four one, and that was probably the the game they decided they want to buy me. And uh, I got a chance to meet him after the game. But of course, Graham Souness. Uh, he's uh, he got a big name. He's, he's a legendary player and manager. So 
of course. But I didn't have him. I only had him for 48 hours at Blackburn. You mentioned the fact you only have him for a, for a short period because Mark Hughes very quickly comes in. What was it like when Mark Hughes arrived at the club? Yeah, Mark Hughes had a... If you can see the clubs he played in, you know, yeah, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, you know, yeah. It's, it's top-notch clubs and everything. And he had a really good spell at Blackburn as well. So he had a big star in all the fans' eyes. And But when he came in, I was, of course, you're a little bit nervous and excited because you get a new manager. But in the beginning, it was hard for me because I didn't play too much in the beginning. But we had a... We had a really good relationship and we spoke to each other and what I should be better on at work and those kind of things. And uh, in the end, uh, I had probably one of my best spells as a football player under him. You mentioned the fact you have a really good spell under him. One of the games I've, I've got to ask you about, um, it's, it comes in, in your second season. You scored two goals against Manchester United at Old Trafford in a 2-1 victory over Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United. Just sum up that day. <laughs> yeah, interesting day. I think it was the 24th of September 2005, if I remember right. And uh, uh, yeah, it was a special day. You know, we um, yeah, had my family over. I actually rented the uh, Solskjaer's box for that game because uh, my father is a Man U fan. Uh, and, you know, because he had all the plays and it was nice to do something special. So I was lucky to, to, um, to get... Uh, get that from Oli and uh, uh, yeah, probably one of my most remarkable games I've ever done. So uh, we, we did really well. We went to, to Old Trafford to attack. We didn't go there to, to defend for a point or something. Uh, I still remember Mark, you said we were going for three points. So we we're going to attack them. And that's what we did from the first kick on the ball. And it was a really fun game to watch. I watched the, the game many times after and there could have been more goals both ways. And in terms of um, your technique, you were known as a player. Um, as I say, I fondly remember you when I was growing up of scoring spectacular goals. Just how hard did you work at your technique? I was practicing a lot on shooting and uh, different kind of shooting, volleys, half volleys, you know, set pieces, all kind of things. And uh, that was a little bit of my trademark, you know, crossing and, and those kind of things. So my main force was my left foot. Uh, my right foot is still working. So uh, sometimes when people went too hard on my left, I can just yeah drag it back on my right. And <laughs> I had loads of space. So uh, but many hours from when I was a small kid, I had, was shooting just on the, on the wall, on the house, back and forth, you know. And yeah, I kicked everything. If I was walking around, I can kick a stone. I can, you know, everything. <laughs> so... But it's been loads of practicing and uh, I think it's important because you, you learn the technique, how to hit the ball. And the worst thing is when you start rushing when you're going to do things, then it's easier to miss the ball. I mentioned the game against Manchester United in particular because that season you got to the League Cup semi-finals. You also finished sixth in the Premier League, which when you consider where Blackburn are now, it's an incredible achievement. What was it like playing that season with the likes of Craig Bellamy in attack? Is that the dream of someone like you who's a creative midfielder when you've got a player who is so good at getting in behind defences? Of course, it was perfect for me to, to have a fast player like like uh, Bellis to, to run in behind and everything. Uh, I think I had quite a lot of assists to him that season as well. So, uh, But we had a strong team you know, together. We, we were a team. We, we had some good individuals as well, but... First and foremost, we were a very strong team. Everybody backed each other and worked hard. So, uh, 
I think, and we were very good, you know, we were fit, very fit. So there was no team that was running over us. Almost every, you know, last 20 minutes we were in charge of the game because we, we had the, the stamina to to keep going more than 90 minutes. When you look at that season as well, I mean, you look at the midfield players that the club had, Brett Emerton, Robbie Savage, yourself, Stephen Reid, Aaron McQuena, two guy, David Bentley, Sergio Peter. There was a lot of competition um, in that midfield. Is that what you think helped develop not only yourself, but everyone around you in that midfield to strive to be better every week? Of course, you knew you knew that if you if you don't take care of like take a chance, there's going to be loads of people waiting for the chance to you know if you not do the job properly or, or those kind of things. And but we did some changes sometimes depends who we were playing against. And but at the time we had some really good players, and it's it's a luxury problem if you're going to see it that way. But first and foremost, we were a strong team and we were pushing each other in training. I think that's kept the level high in training and of course during the games. One of the things that I want to ask you about is your incredible goal against Fulham. One goal of the month on Match of the Day, which is the biggest football show here in the UK. Be honest, see when you score a goal like that, do you tune into Match of the Day on the Saturday evening to see it again? Yeah, I actually watched uh, the goal, I have to be honest. But Tuga scored a fantastic goal as well in that game. So, uh, But I think it, the, the whole setup for the for the goal, you know, the, the way we played on the right with uh, Lucas Neil, Brett Emmett and Shevki Kucci, you know. And the, the funny thing was that Shevki Kucci is probably the only time he put a cross in that I've ever seen that actually <laughs> hit a player. And yeah, he couldn't be any, any better. And uh, I got a, got a great... Uh, great ball and a strike it ever so well and uh, it's nice to see when they go in the crossbar and the back of the net I, I mentioned Craig Bellamy earlier who again was a player you absolutely love playing with because of his pace in behind but another striker I've got to ask you about is Benny McCarthy because when he came to Blackburn he was extraordinary and was he another player that you liked assisting because he would make those runs in behind of course uh, they were very not similar kind of player, you know. Bellas was very fast and direct and skillful, but Ben was more like a link-up player as well. But maybe it was smart to play in that way because he didn't have the pace. But he could do like all kind of things with the ball and so good, so good to to keep the ball up as well. But I like to play with both, and uh, but my relationship with Ben was very good outside the pitch as well. So uh, we had loads of loads of fun together when we played and. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been lucky with with the type of strikers I played with, you know. So we had even like Rocky Santa Cruz, Jason Roberts, Jakubu, you know. Yeah. So it's, I've been lucky that way. But it's it's nice to for me to to give assist means the same as scoring a goal. That's something that it's interesting you mentioned that because I've been lucky enough to speak to a few of your former teammates recently. Um, Zurab Kishnasvili, Brad Friedel, I spoke to those guys in recent weeks. And when we talked about that Blackburn team, you were one of the players they mentioned in terms of being a team player and wanting to contribute to the team wherever possible. What was it like playing with the senior pros in the team? I mentioned Brad Friedel there, but the likes of Brett Emerton, who was a great player as well, and, and Tugai, who we've already mentioned. And, and just on Tugai, what was he like in training? Because when you watched him on a Saturday, he was sensational. Yeah, Tugai was a funny character, you know. Uh, I learned so much from Tugai, and uh, I, I was one year in Turkey to play it as well, so I spoke to him even when I went there, and the whole family, you know, he, he was just a fantastic character he was 
you could see he loved football, you know, in training he could uh, he could do all sort of things so he can just relax. So, you know, but when it was game day, he turned up and he, he could always, if he, he could always get the ball to talk sometimes, you know, the the way he saw the game and the the passes he played was unbelievable. Even sometimes when I run, yeah, I thought he not see he not gonna see me, but suddenly the ball just arrived and and like uh, like Emo Brett Emerton, yeah, played on the right side and uh, him and David Bentley, you know, I knew they got a good cross run the ball, so it was just to get in on the far post. Uh, so uh, no, we had some uh, we had some good plays. What was David Bentley like? Because he retired quite young and. At Blackburn, he was absolutely brilliant. I know when he went to Tottenham, he was in and out of the team, but he was at Blackburn. He was he was a key player. Yeah, he he was at Arsenal first, and I think he had a little bit of a tough time in down in London. And he he came up to us and uh, lovely guy, you know. Uh, didn't have too much confidence when he arrived, but the way Mark Hughes and um, the team took care of him and helped him, he 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 came to be a a key player, and he was a fantastic tribute to the team you know with his skills and his football and crosses and I love to play with him we had I think that was one of our strengths as well we had two players on each side that could put the ball in however you know situation we ended up in so yeah it was sad I think it was sad that he actually left because I think if he stayed at Blackburn for for maybe a little bit longer he could uh, get more caps for England and uh, get even more out of the out of his career but Sometimes, you know, we get into big money and transfers and those kind of things. It's hard to say no as well. And I respect that. But he's one of the guys I really missed when he left. You mentioned the fact that you miss him. Um, imagine you missed Rocky Santa Cruz as well when he left because you mentioned earlier, I mean, we talked about Bellamy and, and, and Benny McCarthy, but Santa Cruz was another who obviously the history in the game of playing for top teams. But at Blackburn, again, he just when you look at his career, that just seemed to be a real special moment for him. Yeah, he uh, he came for Bayern Munich and he, he was struggling a little bit with injuries and he he didn't get his like career going like probably the way he wanted and uh, when he came to us he he got all the support he needed and he got fit and wow what a player you know he team player he was good in the box he, like he he ticks every box as a striker so uh, we if you're gonna put up a, a favorite team is hard because we need probably three, four strikers up there if we're going to put that up, the best Blackburn team. But he was sensational and uh, as a person as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then he went to Man City and those kind of things in Malaga. So, yeah, had a fantastic career and uh, he deserved it. I don't want to put you in a spot here, but when, when you were at Blackburn, you were playing very well. You'd watched McCarthy leave. You'd watched Santa Cruz leave, Bellamy and others. You were linked with with some moves away as well. Ultimately, in the end, why did you choose to stay at Blackburn? Because you mentioned with David Bentley, I imagine it would have been tempting at times to maybe make that next step, especially when the interest was there. Of course, I could have left Blackburn and there was uh, loads of speculation and rumours. I always get a a good offer from Blackburn and and we did really well. You know, we we were fighting for European spots almost every year under Mark Hughes and Sam Allardyce, but in the end, we, we we lost too many players and we didn't uh, strengthen enough. So unfortunately, we went down. But of course, I, I could have went to other clubs. But 
on the other side of it, I'm I'm really proud to to be a player that's been so long in one club and and almost played every year. It's not many players that can do those kind of things, and so I have to say a little bit proud of that. As you know, you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from Scotland. A couple of times you were linked with moves to Celtic in Scotland. Was that something that was ever close? Yeah, um, yeah it was uh, it was interesting. We were talking terms with them and all those kind of things. But in the end, uh, I ended up staying at Blackburn. But Celtic is, uh, of course, a club that would be fantastic to play for. You know, you get the Celtic and, and Rangers. So uh, those two clubs are massive. And uh of course, Celtic Park is something that speaks for itself. And in terms of um, Blackburn, I mean, Mark Hughes was an incredible manager at Blackburn. As, as you mentioned, those sixth place finishes, pushing for Europe, um, continually striving to improve. What was it like when he left? And how did you feel when he left? Because he was a manager who, who as I say, got the best out of not only yourself, but the team as a whole. Yeah, it was tough because you... Um... Uh, like the boss is leaving that's actually um, like the main main man for for the whole turnover and uh, but um, that's football like players the players are leaving manager not leaving as often if they not get sacked but of course he get a chance to go to man city and you know try to win the league and those kind of things so of course you understand that he wanted to push even more but i think if he had lived in Montana city he would have won the league there as well uh, unfortunately, he left, but uh, I still have a really good uh, relationship with, with him and the staff he had at Blackburn. Paul Ince comes in, he has a short spell and then is replaced by, by Sam Allardyce. Now, again, you, you might correct me, but Sam Allardyce is known as being maybe a more defensive type manager. Did you find that at all when he came in that you had to change your game at all? Uh, yes and no. You know, uh, lots of people say he's defensive, but in other ways, quite attacking as well because he he wants to score goals on every opportunity and he wants to to get those margins your way you know if you get a chance to get a free shot on target from six yards you know you he will take that opportunity and set p we was the best team in in the premier league on set pieces by far uh, under him and we practiced it a lot but you know, we people got afraid of us and uh, they're starting to tackle and get stupid free kicks in their own half. And we took advantage of that. So uh, that you see more and more people do now. It set pieces is more and more important in the game because people are so, you get all the, you know, uh, scouts and all the things scouting the teams, you know exactly what they're going to do. So it's an even more important uh, part of the game now, set pieces. One of the things that I again you talked about set pieces. I've got to ask you about the, the free kick against Wigan, forty yards out. Just how on earth do you decide to hit it? <laughs> like I said, if when, when you're wide, the, the perfect free kick is the one that's gonna go inside the far post. If nobody touches it, it's gonna gonna go in, you know. So, but sometimes you just have to gamble. You aim it for the far corner, and if it goes too low, then hopefully some of your players is gonna get a touch on it is going to go in but of course you you in one way you're gambling but uh, on another thing you you try to do the best for the team and that was something I was really good at. Under Sam Allardyce that the club finishes 10th which was a good achievement see when you were at Blackburn now they're a massive club they'd won the Premier League in the 90s 
what was it like for you when the big teams came to town, the likes of Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea? Because you seem to have a team that relished those occasions. It broke up now, so I didn't hear anything. Oh, sorry. Um, so I was just saying, um, when you, the big teams like Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal came to, to Blackburn, as a team, you seem to relish those occasions, especially when you finish 10th under Sam Allardyce. Can you repeat that? Because it's uh, breaking up. Oh, sorry. Can I take it from the beginning? So when you were uh, playing under Sam Allardyce, um, you finished 10th. And in that season, the big clubs like Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, they didn't like coming to Blackburn. What made you so um, eager to, to take the, the game to those teams? I think first and foremost, we hardly lost every game at home under Sam Allardyce. It was wasn't easy for anyone, and we didn't fear anyone to to come to to our stadium. And uh, I think those, you can say those top four or five clubs, you know, they're fighting for the Champions League. They knew it's going to be tough to come there. You didn't just, you couldn't just come and get three points. You know, they have to fight and work hard for it. And I think that's the reason we did quite well against against those kind of teams as well, because we were looking forward to those games. They didn't really looking forward to the game because we were working hard. We we, we had all the confidence and the fans behind us. So, uh, yeah, we had some really, really nice uh, games against um, the top four clubs. I want to ask you about um, a guy who turned up who played at Real Madrid previously, and Mikel Salgado. What was it like when he came into the dressing room? Is he a player you expected to see turn up at Blackburn? Yeah, it's fantastic to meet those kind of players. And you, you can see why he played, in, played for Spain and why he played in Real Madrid and and being in Champions League and all those things because his, uh, his winning mentality was unbelievable. Uh, on the other side, he was a fantastic person. I learned a lot from him as well. So, uh, yeah, it's nice, to, it's nice to see when you get the chance to see players so close, like in training and even they get a little bit older, the way they, how they work, how they you know, live outside football and, you know, how, how you want to win, how you go to be that winner. So, um, of course, for, for me, that was fantastic. After Sam Allardyce, Steve Keane becomes manager. It was a really tough spell for the club. There was rumours of the takeover. The takeover happens. What was it like playing for Blackburn at that time when the fans were a wee bit disillusioned? Not with you as players, but with the structure of the club. It was tough times because, first of all, it's not fun when you're losing football games. I hate that. And uh, when you're ending up... Uh, to get relegated was probably my saddest day in my football career. You know, uh, it was tough. Uh, it, it's not fun at all. Uh, many things happen, and yeah, the the club was like the the arrow pointing down, not up. And it was a tough time, but uh, I think it's nice to to see the club are on the way back up because Blackburn is a really nice club. It's a family club, you know where. People care about each other and all those things. So it's, I've been—I uh, was training with Blackburn for two weeks in January, and it was really nice to to see. And I had that feeling that it's getting back to the right place where it should be and where it was before. You you mentioned the fact that relegation was one of the saddest days of your career, but overall, your, your time at Blackburn—you've just mentioned the fact you were back training with the club in January as well. Just sum up your your other memories of the club because it clearly was a time in your career that you're you're very fond of. <laughs> oh, oh, do you have two days talking? No, <laughs> no. It's gonna. It's so many good memories. You know, we 
yeah, like the local derbies against Burnley, you know, you, the first one we played in, I didn't realize actually how big the derby was, you know, and when you can score the winning goals, you know, in front of the away fans and <laughs> couldn't be a better day for me and, and for the club. So, and of course, you know, beating Manchester United at Old Trafford and you, I don't know, it was 50 odd years or something since the last time Blackburn had beaten them and it's loads of nice memories playing in Europe, you know, and yeah, we had really, really ma many good games and good memories. So uh, it's, it's fun when people sending always sometimes clips from the games and you, know, you watch, you know, so get a little bit of goosebumps. And in terms of that spell, it was it was it was a spell as you've just said that meant so much to you and the fans. After Blackburn, why ultimately did you decide to go to Turkey? Because I imagine there would have been interest in for you to stay in England. <clears throat> yeah, there was some some clubs. You know, you're talking about things, but for me, it was hard to leave Blackburn. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but on the other side, it was like maybe try a new adventure try something totally different from what I was used to and I went for Turkey and we did really well uh, we get it to, we went into Europe with with Karabukspo and they would never done that before and we were beating Fenerbahce and Besiktas you know and it was a really nice experience but then like Turkey some suddenly something just turns very quick and you're out from the team you're out from the club and yeah not even allowed to change in the dressing room so uh, the turnover was really fast in Turkey as well. Turkey, as you say, an, an incredible experience and something completely different to, to playing for Blackburn. After Turkey, you decide to return home to, to Norway, but this time with Rosenberg. Was was the decision to join a club like Rosenberg basically all about you going there to try and win the title, something that you've clearly always wanted to do? Of course, that was one of my... Uh... My dreams when I was a young boy, you know, when I played back home. And of course, uh, first of all, the, the transfer window wasn't open, other places in Europe at the moment. And, and of course, the, the thing to, to win the cup and win the league. Uh, and I think the, the biggest chance to do that was in, with Rosenborg. So uh, it's fun to. Uh, it's fun to win the league and it's fun to win the cup. And uh, but of course, uh, yeah, it was a little bit strange to go back to Norway as well. But when I went back there, I wanted to show that I'm, I'm still a good footballer. You know, I'm not going back home just to to show off. I, I want to improve myself as a player, and I still do that. So, uh, but that's football. Just how much did it mean when you mentioned the fact you get to win the league and win the cup, especially being from Norway? Is that one of the proudest moments of your career? Yeah, to win the win the league was probably the biggest thing. So, uh, because uh, uh, when I went to Blackburn from Tromsø, we were actually lead, everybody was leading by seven points or something, five or seven points on Rosenborg. So I think if me and some other guys got, uh, was sold back in 2004, I think if we stayed, we would have, would have won the league then. So uh, I had to wait a few more years to, to get that chance. And that was really nice. You, you win the league there, return to, to Tromsø. Um, have a few years there before you join Alta. You're, you're still playing there now at the age of 39. Just sum up what it's like to be playing close to your 40s. Have you got an ambition to to keep going into your 40s? Of course. My, my body's working fine. and uh, Yeah, I, I love playing football. I, I'm looking forward to every training. I love the training sessions and, and the games. And uh, I'm lucky to uh, to do what I love to do. 
So I can't see a reason why I'm not going to do it. So uh, as long as I'm fit and I feel like I can still contribute uh, to the game, that's the most important thing. The day I feel I can't cope with the level, I, I will stop playing. But um, at the moment, things are working really well for us. And uh, yeah, hopefully I, I'm going to stay nice and fit and can play for many more years. That's what I'm aiming for. But I've got to ask, <laughs> you absolutely do. And I want to ask you about your time with the, the national team because it's, it's something that, that, that I imagine you absolutely loved over 80 caps, as I mentioned. One of the things that I, I begrudgingly have to mention because I'm from Scotland, you scored two goals against us, um, which, which broke our hearts. Just what was it like <laughs> playing for Norway? Yeah, it was really, really nice. Uh, I think actually the, the Scotland game actually away is one of the the, the most memorable games for me. Uh, first time at Hampton Park and uh, came out from half time and the noise was just incredible. They were singing 500 miles and, you know, it was, um, it was like you just want to join in and sing, but the loud, you know, I had to stay professional, but it was so loud and everything. But I still remember the Scotland game. Uh, I scored one in the first half bending in the far corner, one, one set piece, one free kick. Uh, of course, national team experience different countries, different kind of players. And yeah, uh, unluckily, I didn't get any um, any tournaments. We've been losing, I don't know how many playoff games and, and those kind of things. So uh, but sometimes you can't get everything you want. Well, well, that's the thing, obviously, being from Scotland, trust me, I know what it's like to, to lose playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> We've not been at a tournament since 1998 when I was three, so I'm hoping I can see that soon as well. Um, <laughs> in terms of the national team, who are the players that you played with, out with, obviously, your Blackburn teammates, etc., that really impressed you and you loved playing with the most? In the national team? Yeah. Yeah, of course, you. we had Breda Hangeland, John Carew, John Anarisa, you know, Eric Myra. I actually played with Henningberg as well. So, uh, of course, those players that uh, played on a high level is, is fun to play. But we, we had a, loads of nice players. We had a really good group in the national team. That, yeah, like a good bunch of, of friends that played football together. So, uh, I always loved to play for the national team and I was always looking forward to, to travel in there even if uh, it was a tight schedule back with in the league. So uh, well, the national team is something special. What was it like playing with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Because you mentioned the fact you, you get the box from him for the game against United. What was he like to play with? I know he was maybe coming towards the end of his career then, but still a talented player. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A clever play, you know, the, uh, he's so clever finisher. You know, when, when you get the ball in the box, is deadly. And uh, yeah, one of the games we played uh, together was Hungary away, and we both scored in the game. So now, uh, good memory. And uh, yeah, it's nice. He's he's a nice guy, but he's a, he's, a, he's a deadly guy as well. <laughs> <laughs> For you, how proud are you watching him, a fellow um, countryman, a former teammate, managing a club like Manchester United? How much does that mean to you and Norway as a country? It's just to show that it's possible to come from a really small place in Norway and actually be in charge of one of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, like for myself, I'm coming from thousand kilometers inside the Arctic Circle from a small fisher place, you know, and you can end up playing Premier League football and international football. 
So uh, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It's in your head and what you want to aim and what you want to do. So uh, oh, uh, I think it's really nice and, and hopefully going to do well. But he's in a tough, um, he's, he's in a tough job. So uh, when you lose a few games, the seats get really hot. But when you're doing really well, everybody loves you. So, you know, it changed fine. <laughs> Nothing changed faster than managers. So uh, but hopefully you're going to do well. Uh, yeah, I wish him good luck. We talked there also about Ollie coaching. Do you see yourself coaching and being a manager when you finish playing? I'm doing all my badges now. So my next uh, level now is, uh, I don't know what you call it in England, but I need to have a team to do the next level to be like involved as uh, assistant trainer or coach or something. So uh, I'm doing all my badges and I want to do them. So you never know, one day maybe I will be in charge of Blackburn. You never know. <laughs> you, you certainly, you never know. And another thing I want to mention to you, I believe you were also in a boy band as well called The Players. <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny because there was uh, five players from uh, from Norway. Uh, it's called Soccer Against Crime. It was a charity thing. And uh, they was doing loads of things. And they asked us if we want to like do a song and a music video. And of course, we said yes. And that's probably... Uh, one of my three funniest days in my life, you know, to do to record in the studio, to make a video and all those kind of things. So, uh, and pretend to be on the stage in front of, I don't know how many people to pretend you're singing and, and dancing. Uh, but um, I think it's nice to be outside the comfort zone as well, to, to push yourself. You mentioned your love of football. How much do you love watching football now, whether it be the Champions League, the Premier League, other leagues around the world? Because through this interview, it's clear that you just love the game. I love football. and uh, <clears throat> I watch some football. I'm not watching everything, but a good game of football is really nice to watch. And of course, if you've got friends, so like we... Now in Italy, we got... Uh, Jens Pedrohauge went to AC Milan, it's fun to watch those kind of games and of course Zlatan is there, so but it's fun to watch games that you maybe know someone or of course when you get big games, you know, that's always interesting, so but when I get time to watch, I watch, but it's not like I'm running back home to watch a League One game or, you know, those kind of things, but if it's a good game on, it's nice to watch. I'm very conscious of your time. Just before you go, a few quick fire questions. Best players you played with in your career? I would probably say two guy. What a player. You know, uh, it was a dream to play with him and as a person as well. So uh, it's a player I learned a lot from. And uh, yeah, he was just funny, but I think you could put him in every team in Europe almost prime time and he will do ever so well. Toughest opponent? I always said that we played Chelsea on Stamford Bridge uh, away uh, one game. And I think it was Bellini or something. He played the uh, right back. Yeah. And that day, I remember, you know, things didn't work well for me and he was on fire. And, and that day, I just felt he was, you know, the hardest player I played against because nothing worked for me and everything, you know. Uh, like, he's probably not the biggest name, but just for that game, he, uh, yeah. That's the worst game I felt for me I had against a player. Who would you say was the most underrated player you played with? Good question. Oh. Hmm. I don't know, to be honest. I haven't thought about that too much. Uh, or even yeah, if, 
if I think something differently. What about a player you played with in Norway who maybe isn't well known, particularly in the UK, but you think was a top, top player? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we get lots of players that have been in Germany that don't get the same attention like as the, as the Premier League, those kind of things. But yeah. I think it's hard to say because... Uh, in Norway, it's a small country, so if you're doing well, you, for me, you know, I read the newspaper, you can see lots of things, but uh, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say any particular, but there's always some players that not get the things that they deserve, you know. Um, that's football, you know. You, if, you, if you're not there at the right time or the right moment, that can be the difference from be the one or not be the one. A few questions away from football. Where is your favourite place to go on holiday? Uh, yeah. The Maldives is unbelievable. Uh, really nice. You can relax and just do what you want. But one of the best places I like to go is uh, also back to where I got the cab my cabin in the north. So just relax. You know, loads of snow, snowmobile. You can in the summertime you can go fishing. And, yeah. I will say that. Favourite sport outside of football? <clears throat> hmm. What would that be? Uh, when I was young, I was playing handball. Uh, I was skiing. I was uh, playing ice hockey. Uh, I'm into sport. I can watch everything. I, I think it's fun to watch, you know, when people are good, you know. It's, it's fun to see when people really know what they're doing, so. I don't know what to say there. It's, it's like it's loads of sports, but I love sport, and especially when it's fun to watch people that are really good. The last question I want to ask you is, based on your career, which is still going, as I mentioned, at the age of 39, you want to keep playing, you're still fit, you want to keep going, which I think is admirable. What advice would you give to any young players based on the career you've had? <clears throat> I think it's important that, you know... Uh, it's not, I don't know how I'm going to say it, but it's not the most important to be the best when you're 12 or 13, 14, you know. I think if you can choose, be the best you can be when you're 25. You know what I mean? If you yeah. have to choose. Because, uh, and it doesn't matter where you come from. But it's hard work, you know. Uh, I've seen so many players that get the best. So the talent is so big, but they're not willing to, to do the hard work, you know. And in the end, the people that are willing to work hard, they will beat the talents. And I've seen so many players, like they, they are superstar, not super, but they are like the best players when they're young. And the other guy that don't get the same attention, but he's working hard, working hard. And you see when they're getting old, that they're getting 17. You could, then you see the guy that be working hard, just fly past the guy that had the talent. And I go with the talent, oh, why didn't I get a chance? And that's because he wasn't willing to, to work as hard. So um, it's not like one res uh, recipe to, to, to succeed, but I think if you can work hard and you really wanna, wanna do what, you, what you're doing, that, that's a good thing. But practice is important. You know, the more you practice, the better you will be. So uh, it's better to practice, practice with quality than quantity. Brilliant, Morten, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being generous um, with your time and I wish you every success. Thank you very much. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all 
ocean I'm 